I'm so glad that we are here with Greg Fitzsimmons. Yes! The, the brilliant, the, 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 the end-time prophet. What, what, what hasn't he done? He's a writer. He's a comic. He's beloved by all. Greg Fitzsimmons. Hi, Greg. Did you say blown by all? I said beloved by oh, all. Oh, I would yeah. rather be blown by all. But you're, but you're beloved instead. And your podcast is great, and it's been going on for how long? Well, you've been on it several times, right? No, just once. Just once when I uh, uh, shat on your person for saying your boy, uh, Norm MacDonald, and then I kind of ruined it from there, I think. Oh, oh. what'd you do? Well, I had to tell how awful I was treated. Awfully, I was treated gotcha. by that guy. But anyway, oh, but no, but anyway, we're right. not going to say that. You can't do anyway, that. Right. I the know. internet will read you to filth if you yeah. mess with Norm MacDonald. Oh, I know. It's a sacred cow. They will come yeah. after you. Yeah. My friend, similarly, I have a, a female comedian friend who, when he passed, had a similar experience. She was like, just voicing my experience, and then the trolls came out. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's start again. I, uh, Greg, you've got a great car, a great life. I, I, last time I talked to you, I think you were putting together a new bed and um, was showing off in front of your wife, and you threw your back out. <laughs> Is that right? I believe that was it, which I love you for doing that. Yeah, I think there's there's certain times where I, I don't know if I'm doing it for her or for me. Just okay, that, that that it can still happen. You know, <laughs> throw but, your back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, you know, trying to. Hmm. Oh, you talking about we? I threw my back out putting the bed together. Yeah, but I oh, thought I it was thought also you meant I put the bed together and then I had sex with her. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was all in the uh, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, married life. You know, you have to get it where you can, like during a chore. Mm. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 Greg, yeah. But and and I met Greg's wife and she's beautiful and smart and funny and I I think at that time too we were talking about your well your kids were teenagers and one was on the roof do you remember that oh was my that daughter was yeah oh, okay, my daughter okay, used okay. to climb on the roof yeah and then and then we'd we'd tr have to get her down she's always been like the kid that uh, she was <laughs> she was at school when she was in kindergarten mm -hmm. and she left campus oh. with a friend. Oh, geez. And they shut the, there's a kindergarten through fifth grade, and they mm. shut the entire school down because mm -hmm. they couldn't find her. Sure. And she was just hiding behind a tree off <laughs> campus for an hour. Uh -huh. Wow. Okay. And they called us and they said, We lost your child. Yes. And we came in. And oh, she my didn't God. understand what the big fuss was. She was just like, I. <sighs> but it's funny that she's, a, she's an athlete and now she's a surfer, right? A big surfer. Oh, that's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she likes to surf. Well, that's amazing. Are you a surfer? I, you know, I've tried it, but I just feel like. It's like getting out there is mm -hmm. so much energy that by the time I do, I don't have any strength left to get up on the wave. Like, can <laughs> you, can know? you like catch a wave and all that? Um, yeah, but it, I, I just... It's okay not to like it, to think so f***ing what. I love the lifestyle. I envy the people that are into it, including my daughter. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, not my thing. I like, yeah. um, I like sports where... You like badminton, I know mm -hmm. that. Because mm -hmm. I'm good at it. That's yeah, the only yeah. reason I yeah. like it is because I'm good at it. Right. But the rest of it, my boyfriend's a surfer. I can't do anything that requires balance. Oh, I really? I can't. Uh-uh. No. But those heels you wear. I know. I, I mean, that's because I have a high arch. It's actually easier oh. than every time I've fallen on my head, I've been on, in a flat shoe. So <laughs> is that right? Yeah, <laughs> or skates. I've fallen on my head backwards. You know, I had I I, I blabbed about my brain aneurysm on here. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You're sick of hearing it. How is your head? I think it's all right. It's still here. Um, I, I wanted to have. You know, and of course, I, I, I came out of it pretty fast. Like it was only about a week, and I wanted to have some new talent, like just be able to play the harp or the violin. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still just, <laughs> right. you know, can't. Or at least anything. like a, a Scottish accent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you come out of it exotic somehow. Yeah, like, right, like, right. Like no. Memories of the war. Just a white trashy jackass, like I was before. But anyway, Greg, I <laughs> one of the things I wanted to ask you is, okay, so you. You still you do stand up, and you just said you're you go from Pasadena. So you do more than one set a night, like yeah. just like in New York. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. I tried to. It's much harder in L.A. Yeah, in New York, it's like you can just stay in the village, and there's you know four or five clubs you can hit. Yeah, and out here, it's like you know there's there's the three that are next to each other, the Improv and the Laugh Factory. You know, one of them I'm not gonna say which one, but one of them is like a hack. It's it's a hack. <laughs> 
I almost said Hack Factory. But yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Let me think. It is really a Hack Factory. I can say it because I don't work there. You mean the Laugh Factory. That is a Hack Factory. It's, yeah. But the, the vibe is weird there. It's I don't know what it is. It's a haunted building. And it's like the old Spaghetti Factory. It's the old Hack Factory. It's, yeah. like, the, it's like the crowds are just, I mean, you know this. Yeah. Sometimes they're just consistently dumb mm-hmm. in a building. In mm-hmm. some buildings, they just are dumb. I, I don't know how they're marketing it or... We used to call that bridge and tunnel in New York. Right. That audience. Danger fields would be like that. Mm -hmm. Have you done Chocolate Sundays? Yes. So that's the only show at that particular venue where I'm like, oh, it is a comedy club. Yeah, yeah. I perform there and bomb my ass off. And then, you know, the weird bar in the back by the staircase? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's post-COVID, so people are wearing masks. And I did all right. And I get off and the bartender goes, Daniel Webb? I go, yes. (laughs) He's like, from Texas? I was like, yes. And he pulls his mask down. And Mm -hmm. I won't say his name, but if I were to say I had a bully growing up, it was that son of a bitch. Oh, he was the bartender? The bartender. Oh. And it, oh, it wasn't one of those like, look at me now, because I just ate shit on stage. You oh, know what no. I mean? So I didn't, I didn't <laughs> get to have the like, look at me. It was yeah. like, no. can I have a Stella? Like it was just no, wow, no. Well, uh, he's not exactly a shining star at this point. No, no, not at all. But it was one of those. I, it was uh, you could clearly see. Do I take this moment? Yeah. Or do I just like fraternize and bro down? It was, it was really bad. I was like, I hate this. It is fun though to get older and run into somebody like that and realize that. It just doesn't matter anymore, <laughs> you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like, you know, what do they call it? Um, what's that therapy where if you have a phobia, you they make you do it, and then you realize it's not as bad? The Montel Williams show? <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what it was? Uh, I, but I know what you're talking about. It's like traumatic something therapy. Yeah, expo- hmm. you but expose yourself to your fear. But like you think, of, like I have bullies that if I think about today, Clem Clem McCann mm-hmm. used to be my bully. He That's was a bully a re- name. He, it's a bully name. Mm-hmm. He was a redhead and he had a in GTO. He had a Pontiac GTO. <laughs> but and what was his first name? Clem? Clem. Clemson. I guess Clemson, Clemson? would be the full name. name. Clem McCann. His <laughs> father His father worked, I grew up in a town that had a GM plant. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And his father worked at the plant and then Clem ended up working at the plant Damn. and they just lived in kind of a rough part of town and he used to Hit me. No. Like, punch me. Mm. Did you have an older brother? Anybody that could help you out? I used to help my older brother out. Oh. Um. Yeah. But uh, but then I realized, like, you know, I was doing a show in Tarrytown. I was like, well, what if we fuck? Well, Literally, what if Clem McCann shows? <laughs> no. What if I look out of the crowd and Clem McCann is yeah. sitting there and I really, like, froze me up? Yeah. And then, oh. I, and then I realized, like, you know, I've had experiences where you see those people and you just go, like, oh, it's just a... F- dumb redheaded mm-hmm. kid who's yeah. angry at his dad. I know? remember um, I had been, I'd already, I'd uh, been on SNL and, all, and done a few things like on cable, some stand up on cable. And I walked into the mall with my grandmother and the guy I had the biggest fucking crush on all high school, I think I even like tried to flirt with him, ask him out, was working at uh, Kenny Shoes in the mall. And I kind of <laughs> felt like, mm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I, I feel like I said hi and he kind of sheepishly said, sheepishly said hi back, but for a second. And then it was just like, I remember his name. I'm not going to say his name though, because that might be mean. Kevin Duma. What did Kevin you get the Duma. shoes? He was super cute. Now he's selling Puma. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Yeah. That's That's what they call him now, Kevin Puma. Where did you grow up? In New York. Tarrytown, New York. Okay. Where is that? It's like 20 minutes north of the city. Okay. On the Hudson River. Yeah. And you started stand up in New York also? No, Boston. I, I went to college in Boston. Okay. At Harvard. Oh. Sure. No, Boston University. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, and then I started doing stand-up and, uh, you know, got pretty lucky because, as you know, you, you spent time up there then. And it was just like yeah. there were just rooms everywhere. Yeah. Like good rooms. Yeah. And uh, there was cross comedy, which I know you used to do cross comedy sometimes. Yeah. And I was laughing. You know, Dana Gould was on the show and we talked about. Robin Horton. Oh my him? God, from Catch a Rising Star. Yeah, and right. getting, 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 and just in general, like, I think of like all the advice, the bad advice, consistent bad advice that I always took. And even, um, I remember, uh, Silver Friedman at the Improv in New York said I needed to wear a hat. 
What? <laughs> yeah. She said, I need to stand out somewhere, right? somehow, and I should wear a hat. And I was like, all right. No. I stand never out, a tall redhead who's <laughs> beautiful. Oh, yeah, you need to stand heart. out somehow. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, but what I didn't kind of hat? I don't know. I didn't need, I just was like, I remember, I thank God I had really, Henriette Mantel and Nancy Shane, who were good friends who'd already lived there for a while. And, and they said, you don't have to take every bit of advice that you get. You don't have to wear a hat. Robin Horton, I come, Robin Horton used to do, uh, it was the most sublime club. Mm. It was perfect. It really was mm. a good one, yeah. And, you know, and it was smart comics. Barry Crimmins was always oh, yeah. there. And so you'd go on and you'd audition and then you'd go into Robin's office. Mm. So I do my set. I'd been doing it for like five years. And, you know, I was a little bit uh, hacky McGee, but mm-hmm. I also had some, I was, I was a smart hack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had How promise. So? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I had, con- I had jokes that were conceptual enough that mm-hmm. I put some thought into them. I don't think of you uh, ever being a hack. Well, okay. you didn't oh. see me in those first okay. five years. I, not, not a bad hack, but like I was passable. Okay. Anyway, so he goes, finish the set. And I, and I go, and I walk up to him. And it's that mm. awkward moment where you go like, do you like me? Yeah. You know? Oh, God. And so I just look at him and he goes, well, I can either tell you what I think or you can come back and try it another time. Oh, and oh I my go, God. I go, no, tell me what you think. Yeah. So we go into his office. Oh, shit. And he literally said, as far as I'm concerned, you're just another cocky Irish puke. Puke? Whoa. Cocky Irish puke. Now, is puke a general slur, or is that also applied to your Irish heritage? I thought Being I felt puke. like slandered against as an Irish person, more so than when Laura Keitlinger offered me a drink and a potato before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I did. That, but that was just by accident. I'm always drinking. And That's... Caitlin Gill had brought these fried potato pastries from Porto's, See, and I, it just was a bad uh, yeah, confluence of That's what we need for our Patreon, is we need to film the part where you greet our guests with racial slurs downstairs. That's yeah. the off-camera yeah. part. Yeah. And then I rush Daniel throughout. I wa- Daniel's the star of this podcast, uh-huh. and I'm always like pushing him, like, come on, I, we, we've got an hour. That's We're not really true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I've never heard someone called a puke. That's really horrible. Yeah. Here you are a young guy. Here you are a young kid, too. He shouldn't have said that. No, it really hurt. And then Lucian Holt, who I came to love, the Me guy who too. ran the comics. I trip. loved him immediately. He was so loved nice. Him. Yeah. But he gave me some harsh, but it was great. If you're going to be a comedian, mm-hmm. you need to embrace that kind of rejection. Mm-hmm. You need to take it in mm-hmm. and yeah. go, I'm going to fucking show you. When when Lucian Holt told me that I didn't pass at the strip uh-huh. and he said, you know, you're just in, like another white guy or whatever. Uh-huh. Then I just said to myself, I started showing up every single night. I uh-huh. would show up and I'd sit there and I wasn't like in anyone's face. I hung back. Mm-hmm. And I just tried and I, and and I fed off it. And I think that, you know, that's part of comedy is like there's we both know brilliant comics. Yeah. That met Jay London. How about someone like oh, Jay I London? Love Jay. I just saw like, him recently. He was at the New Year's this New Year's Eve thing at the, the puppet uh theater with, oh, really? with Ron Lynch. But I mean, you got people like that, you go like, okay, this guy could be a superstar. Yeah. But doesn't have what this personality traits that you need to succeed in any business mm-hmm. like you know presence. tenacity and what's that <laughs> you have to have some sort of presence an appealing presence right. somehow i right. think well i think that's part of it but i also yeah. think there needs to be a business sense and there needs to yeah. be a drive and there needs to be like professionalism and yeah and you, you have know. to stick up for yourself all the time yeah and sometimes right. that's t- taken in the wrong way Yes, I know very funny comics that just have, even when we started, when it was like, okay, you get 50 bucks to open, and then this booker goes, well, I'm going to give you 30, and that person goes, okay. And I was the one that went, no, I 50 or I don't do it. From day one, I was like And did Barry Katz learn his lesson from that? (laughs) That cheap we used to say Barry Katz would book us in a coffin if he could, if he could make any money off of it. There was a Barry Katz story. I think it was Frank Santarelli. <laughs> this is how he, he used Marty to just torture, torture mm-hmm. comedians. Mm-hmm. He was just cheap and uh, mean-spirited. He's a nice guy now. And so- uh, Everybody is close to death. He calls up Frank Santarelli. <laughs> yeah. Fr- Fr- Frank calls him up and he goes, he goes, you got anything for me? And Barry goes, uh, yeah, I got a gig up in Maine. It's uh, three and a half hours. There's no hotel. You got to drive the opener, <laughs> and it's $150. Mm-hmm. Do you want it? 
Oh my and god! And Frank thinks about it. and He goes, "Yeah, I'll do it." And Barry goes, "It's canceled." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! These guys were so awful. Because they could be that mean, yeah. Or there's that many people trying to get the spot. Yeah. yeah. When did you met Laura in Boston? I think that's where we first met, probably I, in the cross comedy scene. Yeah, and and then I remember you I, you came to New York. Yeah, and um, I said let's let's walk around. We got an ice cream cone. Oh, that's that right. Wrong? Okay, yeah, that's right. right. We got it. an ice cream cone. We were at the club, and you were, you want to get some ice cream? I was like. And whoever asked you that? <laughs> it was the greatest. And then we became friends. I moved to harder stuff. Yes. We became much better friends through Mary Fitzgerald and Nick Smith. Yeah. And we did that crazy film, Monumental, yeah. Mary's film. That's right. And Mary now, you know, Mary's back in, she's in Somerville. Oh, we're very close. Oh, I yeah. Oh, to Mary know, all yeah. Time. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I miss Mary. I haven't No, she's in, in Dorchester. Oh, oh, okay. Dorchester. <laughs> well, she was going to teach in Somerville, I thought. And then she changed her mind at Emerson or, or whatever. Yeah, she got okay. a gig at Emerson as a, you know, as kind of a tryout as a professor, taught two classes one semester. And of course, you know, Mary, they fell in love with her. The kids were like, this oh is the group. Yeah, because she's legit. She's Not so only hilarious. is she legit Boston, she's mm-hmm. this girl. Girl, can I say girl? No, yeah. this woman. <laughs> woman. This woman. Yeah, <laughs> grew up in a really tough part of Boston, in Dorchester. Father was a bookie for Whitey Bulger. Oh, was in jail a lot yeah. of her life. She had like she has like five brothers and sisters. The old the boys were all Golden Gloves champs, like <gasps> boxers. Right. And she just like got a scholarship to go to a fancy prep school mm-hmm. in Massachusetts for free. Then she got a scholarship to go to Wellesley because mm-hmm. she was smart and she ran track. And then she uh, ended up years later as a writer. She was writing out here for 20 years. Yeah. And then she finally was like, I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Sucks just to listen to, to, to men who are assholes all day long. Yeah. And she she made me laugh so hard. Nick, you know, she was with Nick Smith for a long time. And Nick said that she chased somebody... They, <laughs> which I love the setting of this. Somebody cut her off in traffic. She followed them into the Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> and then once they were inside, she picked a fight with this woman in Joanne Fabrics. And I just love that. Which just... is, have you met the women in Joanne Fabrics? They're dicey. Yeah. 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 But this yeah. was just someone on the street that cut her off. I mean, so a car cut her off. She mm. followed the car into the thing yeah. and that was that. Yeah. But I love her for that. One time it was in New York. And she, do you remember her previous boyfriend? Maybe you didn't know him, Irish guy named Sean Burgoyne. He was from Belfast. I didn't know him. I I remember talking about him, though. Yeah. So she, oh, God, can I tell this story? Mm -hmm. I can't tell this story. Go ahead. We can can undo it. All right. Let me tell it and then you decide. (laughs) Well, you know, I'll tell you one thing that she said that made me laugh so hard. Okay. So she was kind of, she bought a house and wants, and was redoing it. And that must be, maybe that was in George Chester. And she goes, she calls me and goes, Law, I just bought a house where all my, where all my uh, boyfriends were raped at the church. (laughs) Around the corner from where all my boyfriends were raped at the church. (laughs) (laughs) So I meet her through, I had this guy live on my couch, my senior year of college. I had four roommates Mm -hmm. and then. This kid, Sean Burgoyne, shows up to my apartment one day, and he had met my brother. They got thrown off a train together in France once. Oh, wow. So he comes to the States, and he's looking for places to stay. And my brother just gives him my f***ing address, and he shows up. He's got a duffel bag, and he's Mm. got that thick... Fitzy, what oh. about you, Fitzy? Oh, I love it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I just say. So he comes up for the Head of the Charles weekend, which is this big boat regatta in oh, the fall. Yeah. And so he comes up for that. And uh, stayed on the couch until the spring. <laughs> like, literally didn't move out. Post regatta. Oh and, and post regatta. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but my roommates loved him so much. He was so funny. And he was oh. such a drunk. And he was a bartender at the airport. We'd all go to the airport and drink. Oh, Amazing. I miss the pre-9-11 world where you could just go to the airport and go to the bar. Yeah, yeah like, right. Meet those kind of swingers. Right, like, right. that was such yeah. randiness. Yeah. And so, uh, so then he starts dating Mary. And I meet Mary. Mm-hmm. And just... Fall in love. Yeah, of course. She's so that that was you know nineteen eighty nine. Oh, okay. So it's been thirty five years. We've been very tight, but um, they moved to New York. Mm -hmm. Sean and Mary. And Sean oh, was, I didn't know they moved to New York together. They moved to New York together. Wow. And, and he became a fireman because he's Irish and it's part of the Sure, visa. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a fireman in the, in Manhattan. 
and uh, but he's a drunk, and he would he would go to the Fitzgerald Hotel and drink with people. And uh, so we, she and I go out to lunch one day, mm-hmm. and we come back at like three in the afternoon, and we walk into the living room, and he's splayed out on the couch with his pants around his ankles, passed out. With Kleenex on his, on his stomach. <laughs> oh, my God. No. So he oh just had God. a bad cold, right? Oh, oh my that God. That is a one bad cold when you have to take your pants off to blow your nose. Am I wrong? <laughs> oh, my God. So she snaps and she goes, you motherfucker, you haven't been fucking me and you're jerking off in the middle of the day. Oh, no. And she starts hitting him and he's pulling his pants off. Oh, my God. Eye. Fell down laughing. Yes. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. That's amazing. <laughs> and that's the last place I would take that. I would be more, why aren't you at work? <laughs> Instead of why you're not getting... Yeah, isn't there a cat stuck in a tree somewhere? Is that not sexy anymore? Because I, you know, like I, I like to say to Garrett... <laughs> say what? Is that not sexy to kind of lure your lover into bed by saying, I <laughs> With that accent. Oh, I know. I, lo- I, I, I was laughing. I was talking to this friend of mine because Garrett's younger than me. And she, we were talking about and my friend is newly divorced and dating a guy who's much younger. And we were saying, yeah, you know, I think maybe going back to dating older guys because the, the thing I miss is like when you date a younger guy and he gives you a gift and then they have to say and I bought it with my own money <laughs> <laughs> like he has a paper route or something right. <laughs> you mean I didn't give it to you or your mother you mean you somehow bought this on your own I did it all by myself <laughs> wait so you got married how many years ago three years four years ago can i i gotta ask you i'm dying to know what because you are just you're the A most pain fab- in the ass no you're the most fabulous woman in hollywood mm-hmm. you oh you really are you're mm-hmm. you're just you're glamorous you're cool you're kind mm-hmm. and you've always rubbed elbows with interesting people i need to know mm-hmm. give me a couple names from the wedding who was there what comedians were there you that don't I know? we didn't get married i mean we didn't have a big wedding we went it was so We've yet to have a real wedding. Oh, we went. So it's not too late. For who are you imagining? Yeah, yeah who did you I don't think know. Was I don't do know. There? Like no. you know, somebody from Will and Grace. Oh or... no, 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 no. We went. It was so. It was almost laughable. It was at the Caesar Chavez Courthouse, and um, <laughs> the courthouse weddings are the best. Yeah, but I was the only one that wasn't pregnant. Uh, there uh, and, yes. and and way older than I could have been the the grandmother to the young Mexican and Chinese couples that were getting married there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, and Garrett and I. Uh, they, they had like a podium and a plastic vine over and you didn't need to have a um, a witness. You don't need to have witnesses anymore. So it's just the two of us. And we had a In that gu- neighborhood, there are no witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> they don't live to tell the tale. And it was so funny. But I mean, um, Garrett uh, cried because... Um, he realized he'd made a mistake, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was so. We got a pastor with like a bum hand, so he couldn't. And we didn't know this till we both stuck our hands out to shake his hand, and then he couldn't lift the certificate, so we had to lift the certificate off the podium. And I was just like, man, if we had an omen, you know, an automatron. Was- uh- uh, Automatron. What is it called? Automatron. What? Automatron. Automatron. What is that? It would have been like a, a kind of better than that guy because he couldn't he couldn't do anything but speak into a microphone. Automatron. Yeah, because if we had like a robot, it could have like lifted the uh, thing yeah, and gave yeah. it to us. But anyway, it it was just so fucking. Uh, I don't know. It was this hilarious? So no. nobody was there. No, just, just you two. Yeah, the yeah. automatron. Yeah. Wow. And it was true love, but also. Garrett's back had been like thrown out, and he and he needed to be on good. I, I've got amazing insurance. I'm on Writers Guild, the and best. I loved him. I knew yeah. we were going to get married, so I said, "Let's just get married now, and then we'll have a real wedding and something some other yeah, time." Yeah. So yeah. All right. You're gonna have to give me away. Yeah. <laughs> and Daniel is my bride's matron, ma- maid, Ma- maid of honor. You're okay. my ma- maid yeah. of honor. Yeah. yeah. I'll do that. I'm in charge of the bachelorette party. Yeah. Which is great because you already have the penis draws. Thank you. We don't have to do any- Flanagan will be there. <laughs> Right? No, I've kind of, I've kind of, who? Isn't, isn't that his first name? Oh, uh, Mark Margo? Flanagan. Mark, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I've kind of like fall, fallen out over Get there. out of here. I'm never there anymore. I'm never He's there ne- anymore. You never asked me. I don't never think there's a lot me. of loyalty in that club. It's kind of like who is super famous and they get yeah. to be there and yeah. that's that. It's funny because I play golf with them. No. 
And then he'll be like, hey, we got to get you back down to the club again. Ouch. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to call you. Yeah. Maybe he meant golf club. Nah. <laughs> Maybe. No. I don't want But you. what, do you have like your home club here that you usually go? You usually... Probably the store. Yeah. I like the store a lot just because um, it it's it's just like, feels like a New York club. That original room makes me, reminds me of New York showcase. Yeah, like it's got the, a Westie vibe. Yeah, it does. It does. For sure. Like a, like, you know, like a gangster. I think it kind of has a bad reputation with more of the alternative world. I think they sort of paint the store as this very uh, aggro kind of... Um, is that true? I don't know, because I... I feel like I've always been sort of mislabeled as an alt comic because I'm, yeah. I'm not. I've never been. I've been kind of came up with those people, but right, I was not right. an alt comic because, first of all, I never had the guts and I still don't to go on stage without material. You know, they can riff with people and whatever and yeah. and, and just come up with what happens that day. Yeah. And they're OK if it's not that funny or that anything. But I'm not. I really mm-hmm. want to get laughs from sh- something I've written. Yeah. Same. I remember you walking on stage one night at Largo, the old Largo on Fairfax, which was like Catch a Rising Star in Cambridge. It was a magic room. Yeah. And you walked on and you went, uh, I don't have a lot of new material. I had one of those days where I had a script due, so I had to just throw myself down and masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, when there's too much to do, yeah. And then Laura it. would have, she had her own bottle at Largo. Yeah. It was her, her brand. Of what? Was it vodka? Yeah, it was Sky Vodka. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they didn't have vodka. With your name on it? Yeah, or they had vodka, but not it. the yeah. kind. Yeah. It was just yeah. hers. Yeah. I, I, I was in a band, and we played in Dayton, Ohio, at, oh shit, what was the name of the bar? Cadillac Jacks. Wow. And we played, and then the next year, when we, for some reason, played there again, um, they had installed a Jaeger chiller oh just my God. for us. Oh, no. So oh, we my played, God. Yeah, that is we the were, worst. We were moving units, y'all. It was good. That's amazing. But you really only don't even want one, let alone two. So it's like you try to just like... Vent, you know, vend it just to take advantage of the compliment. Atel mm. used to want. have a joke about Jägermeister because that was his drink. Oh my God. And he's like, you know, you never see a commercial for Jägermeister. <laughs> he goes, I thought of a commercial for Jägermeister. You just see uh, a kid alone on a swing. It's not moving. <laughs> Jaeger. It's <laughs> <laughs> like sad scenarios of bad That's parenting. Fantastic. Was this oh, show up hilarious. all night? What was his show? Uh, Insomnia. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, he did one in Austin, Texas, and Austin was such a small town when yeah. one famous person was in town. It mm-hmm. was like all, yeah. it was known. People yeah. were trying to run him over. Not right. in a bad way, but find him. Like he's on Sixth Street. It was uh, like a thing. Go find David Tell. You did a lot of stage time with a Tell back in the day, right? Yeah. In New York. Yeah, um, I'm the same. We did a little animated thing together, and and now it's like it's funny. Like the people that were old friends who are doing well. Like you're one of the few um, that I can get, still reach. I think because with Dave Attell, I had to go through I don't know Dave Rath and a few other people just to get him because he was going to be out here to do this animated thing with me to do a voice, and he did it, and it was called um, I O Larry David Money, and that's a whole other thing because um, <laughs> I am one of these assholes that can be so in debt that I owe the richest person in. <laughs> Hollywood money, mm-hmm. um, and um, <laughs> and also that there's somebody <laughs> cheap enough to ask me for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's Hollywood. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I miss that, and I keep blabbing about doing like a Boston night of mm-hmm. comics. Oh, because you know I was working on a show, and I get to see Lenny Clark all the time, and oh, my no. clock. Wait, what? What show is Lenny Clark on? Extended Family. Is that the Mike O'Malley thing? Mm-hmm. Get out of here! Yeah, he's on that. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's amazing. Has it aired yet? Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I kind it. of wrote on that. I mean, I didn't get uh, much in, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's those two are funny, Mike, and because Mike and Lenny got sober like fifteen years ago. Oh, really? Oh my God! And they went from like I'm not speaking out of school. I mean, Lenny talks about it like lot of blow for a lot of years. Mm. I remember and living that. hard, and then they took all that energy and they put it into golf oh. and exercise. <laughs> oh wow! Right. And now they're like you know like Michael. I'll I'll post something and Michael writes something kind of positive and cute mm. as a oh, comment. I'll be like, this is the who's this 
fucking guy. Oh, Mike. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I got, I, I, yeah, I was lucky enough to work with Mike, um, sober, I guess. Um, except I'm, you know, I'm not. And, uh, <laughs> of course, I'm not ever going to be. Um, but, uh, I love seeing Lenny because, and I've, I have, I've probably told this story way too many times, but, you know, do you remember like the doing stand up at Stitches? Of course. In Boston? Yeah. It's and, the first place I ever did stand up. Oh my God. Okay. Because yeah. everybody, there was the cooler of alcohol and everybody doing Coke. Yeah. In the back room, right? right? right. And I was afraid to do anything because I was so nervous about being on stage anyway and forgetting what I was going to say. But I remember I met Lenny and I, I probably, I was probably like 23 and, um, and I'd come from New York, you know, um, to Boston. And I was. Did you ever live in Boston or you just. Yeah, yeah. A lot? I oh, went to did. Emerson. So okay. I was there. Yeah. Oh, right, right. And then I just, the thick Boston accent, it took me so long to. And I remember one of my first first times I met Lenny and all the amazing like Boston comics there. He said, uh, so yeah, Mafta. And I said, uh, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, Rock Mafta. And I said, um, I don't, excuse me? And then uh, and then Kenny Rogerson says, Laura, I believe what the gentleman is asking is, are you a lesbian? <laughs> and I said, oh, um, oh no, I, I'm not news. Oh, because, you know, I never see you with anybody. <laughs> But I love Lenny, and Ken Rogerson is still like my favorite. Kenny oh, Rogerson, the, I love so the much. Viper. Yeah, and we were talking about the Mike Viper. Sullivan. That's his nickname. Yeah. The oh, Viper. really? Oh, Mike Sullivan. Do you remember Mike Sullivan? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, he had like kind of. I, I'd say he had like a, the Prince Valiant haircut. He and became he Mike be... Sullivan Irwin. Oh, he did. Yeah, he was a fat guy, right? No. Oh, I'm thinking. No, he's else. a skinny guy. Not Mike Donovan. Oh God, it's Mike Donovan. It's Mike Donovan. I'm an yeah, 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 yeah. Mike Donovan. Yeah. How dare me? Mike Donovan, one of the like a and scientist of joke writing. Oh, just brilliant, yeah. brilliant, and just yeah. it, too smart to be a comic. Really. Yeah, he's so f-ing funny. But yeah, Dana and I were talking about how like everybody was so paranoid in Boston. Do you remember he used to lay on the stage and go quit, quit? Who used to do that? Mike Donovan. Really? Like he goes like if you're sleeping and and you're and everybody's afraid, you know. Yeah, quit. Quit. <laughs> like you know being afraid of it. It's so stupid. But I mean, he was mocking the people that were like yeah, assholes yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he really Shit. got Boston cuz he his father worked on the Boston Strangler case. He was the lead You're detective on the Boston me. Strangler case. Holy shit. So he grew up like in Bo- in real Boston. So wow. he got it. And meanwhile, like you said, he was an intellectual. He was he would literally go do stand he'd go to Cranston, Rhode Island, and then drive home, smoke a joint, and then work on his Russian history books. Oh, he yeah. He was writing Russian history. The biggest, Brilliant. like, yeah. the person who was always tripping, always on acid, is the same person who was valedictorian yeah, and right. tripping when they gave their speech. Right. And right. that bitch is a fucking PhD professor of, like, biology. Meanwhile, yeah. she's still high. I yeah. think he finally published... His, he worked on it for 20 years, his volume of Russian history. Wow. And then I drove him down. The thing about Boston was there was so many rooms. And if you had a car mm. and you were an opener, you were consistently getting work because all the headliners got DUIs and they, they, <laughs> they couldn't drive to the gig. So you had to pick them up and take them That's to the gig. That's why? Really well, that reminds me of that poor guy they called Home James. Yes, Doug James. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh he, won't, he won't be listening. No, no, I was oh, going to yeah. say. Well, you I, said I the punchline first. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, no, I didn't want to, I didn't think, uh, he, he might not be listening anyway. I, I just thought maybe that was mean. It's just the most perfect joke. This guy Why? named Doug James, and mm. the only way he got work was driving headliners. No. So instead of Doug James, they called him Home James. Because they take me home, James. Yeah. No. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt. Please go oh, ahead. Oh, so anyway, so Donovan, I, I lived in Brookline, right near Donovan. And we were working at the Providence Comedy Connection like a Thursday, oh, Friday, shit. Saturday. So every night, he was a quiet guy, never talked. Uh-huh. I picked him up in my Volkswagen Rabbit. It was a 76 mm-hmm. Volkswagen oh, Rabbit. Oh, shit, that sounds great. And we drove down to Providence, and we do the shows, and we drive back and never say a word. He just would put the Celtics on on AM radio because he loved Johnny most. Oh, yeah. And then we would get back to his apartment. I'd drop him off. He'd kind of nod at me. Mm-hmm. And this goes on for three nights, and then... Finally, on the last night, usually the the headliner will give you some gas money. Mm. So he goes, he goes to me, hey, why don't you come inside? So I go into his apartment. I was like, all right, I guess he's going to get me some money. And he comes out and he hands me, you know, those laminated sheets with baseball cards in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a huge baseball card collector. Oh wow! So he what gets, was his apartment like first? It was dark. Mm-hmm. 
smelt like pot, uh-huh. and uh, it was a basement apartment. But it wasn't like he was a hoarder or anything. He had file cabinets filled with baseball cards. Oh, shit, okay. Multiple. Amazing. So it was probably a million dollars worth of cards oh, in that sure. in that apartment. So he gives me six laminated sheets of baseball. I go, this is great. I don't give a shit about baseball. What am I going to oh. trade cards? I can put them in the <laughs> spokes of my bike or something. And so I take them home and I throw them in a trunk. Mm-hmm. And the trunk ends up in my, my aunt's basement in the Bronx for like 25 years. Oh, my God. Just sits there. And then she died. And we went to the basement we're clearing it out and i come across the baseball cards wow and i look at them and three of the pages which means about 20 of the cards are mark mcguire rookie cards oh, mark wow. mcguire is the biggest one of the biggest home run hitters in history yes. holy shit and, I, and it was a rookie card which are the ones wow. you want. oh my so god I can rush off to the hobby store and i go i go to the guy i go all right what are you gonna, <laughs> you gonna give me for these yeah and he goes well if he'd come in before he got busted on steroids, he'd be oh, worth about $100 each. Yeah, he goes, I'll he... give you 25 cents each for no. them. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Mr. Window. Mr. Window. Because oh, he was, shit. who was the other guy? Sosa? Sammy Sosa. Was dosing also? Yep. And they were kind of hitting records at the same time. Exactly. Breaking the record exactly. at the same time. Was he out here, Sosa? So this was in Chicago. Mm, yeah. Oh, who am I thinking of that's out here? Sammy something. Here's a Dodgers game. Some old SNL. Oh, that was um, I'd only... Steve Garvey? No. No, that it was, was somebody... Re- that I mean, I went to one Dodgers game since I've been out here, and I call going to a game drinking outside. It's so goddamn <laughs> it's boring. It's so boring. Ah, you don't like God, it. Like, you like, know, is anything you... going to f***ing happen? Yeah. No. Up at the you screens? have to yeah. sit in the poor people's seats. And because they'll pass you their joints, uh, they will tell you which players you want to yell at, mm-hmm. which are all of them. Um, and that's where you got to sit because that's where the action is. Well, and they beat the shit them. out of people too. Yeah, but no, anyway. it's like it's so slow. And then every time the team takes the feet, every time they switch sides, they practice. They play catch. It's like yeah. they do. Why are we? Yeah, they, yeah every time they warm up for five yes. minutes. Every time, eighteen times they switch sides. Wow! But, and but, they play catch every time. But that's also one where you can get up and walk around and come back. You haven't mm-hmm. missed a f-ing thing, right? Yeah, it's like it's very social. All the right. other live sports are boring. Mm-hmm. Hockey's not. Well, hockey's great. I like. I kind of like hockey because yeah. that was, was the only pl- sport I could play. But I also I like watching basketball. You don't. Careful. No, no, I feel like basketball could be played in four minutes, oh. right? Why do we have to watch an this hour and a half of this shit? Scored like back seventy back points back. last night. Who? Some guy. Oh. I, don't, I don't follow basketball, but I saw the headline. We, seventy points. They That's had incredible. a what is it? It's not like a professional league, but the next one under or whatever. It, it, whatever the shittier one, but still they get to paid. No, this is NBA. No, no, no hockey. Oh, um, the minors. Yeah, that. So we had a minor league hockey team in austin texas which none of it makes sense but it, they were the bats or something like that and they played in an old thunderdome and you'd go and they would just let fights happen so that's why you went it yeah was like, no yeah, everyone yeah. just looked up, the referees would look the other way so it was like a real show no, the miners are known for that yeah. it was great so we would go and first of all the bat mascot was clearly like used to be a bear that they just sewed wings to you know what <laughs> i mean like it was not a bat mascot they turned like a gerbil and yeah. they gave it flight and so it's while the Zamboni thing is cleaning the ice in the middle of it, right? Halftime, that the bat has a t-shirt gun, shirt yeah. cannon. Oh, shit. And he's doing the thing, like, which side is louder? Right. And nobody cares, so no one's loud at all. Uh-huh. So he's just trying to fashion some enthusiasm out of these people. Finally get, picks the winning side. He aims the t-shirt cannon, and he, and he shoots it. Uh, and he hits the huge speaker system that's in the middle. <laughs> Yeah. And then when he hits that, all this dust of, uh, and just slowly settles, and you hear the whole audience go, like, oh man! But then the Zamboni has to come back out and clean it again. It was the most. I was like, this is what we're paying That's for. Great. Nobody gives a shit what the score. Is. Uh, what kind of person loves to be a mascot? I wonder. I mean, well, my friend Teddy Erico, who he was a really good hockey player, actually almost he almost went pro. And so he ended up working in the front office for the New Jersey Devils. But he grew up a Rangers fan. We were all Rangers fans Mm -hmm. in Tarrytown. So uh, so he worked in the front office. And then they said to him one day, hey, you want to make an extra like 200 bucks a day? You got to be the mascot because you're (laughs) a good skater. So they give him a devil costume. He puts it on. And he's skating around. I'm at the game. And I say to him, I go, I go, how can you as a fucking Rangers fan possibly go out mm-hmm. and because that crowd does cheer when mm-hmm. the devil comes out. Mm-hmm. And he's, wa- he's waving. Mm-hmm. I, go, I go, how can you do that? He goes, because I'm going like this the entire yeah. time. <laughs> underneath, underneath the gloves. I'm going like this. Absolutely. 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 
everybody's taking estrogen now. All, all, not estrogen, testosterone. Guys, oh, guys no. over forty are all taking testosterone. They're taking the B twelve shot. Mm. I mean, um, I've been to shows where there is a doctor with a table, and whoever wants to get shot up, go in. Why? Shit. Yeah. Why? Well, you know, it also, you know, on the because it com- gives you energy, like for the testosterone. Show. I mean, I'm fifty seven. Yeah. My testosterone is. Gone, right? But look at but your skin. Oh, really? No, you look great. Oh, that's you nice. You look to like hear. A, I a, a young flower. At the, um, Doug Flutie and all the guys that do the commercials for uh, you see them try to talk in unison. I know, but what's the, the product they do? <laughs> they can't say the same thing at the oh, same time. Really? Oh, yeah. no, well, it's it. about it's for it's Q and all 10. It's for I think it's for you know, it's testosterone. I can't stand it. Oh, it's testosterone. That's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. not just to get hard. Oh no, it is because in every commercial they go and she'll like it too. Oh, that makes me so angry. Cut to the wife who goes. That makes me so angry. That hard on is the been the bane of my existence. (laughs) I would I want to like Lorena Bobbitt that off, and you're saying that that's gonna make me happy. You. bloated also it's 2024 no, we're i mean i'm just talking about housewives. i'm not a housewife. but it's 20- i'm not i, I married somebody young i, I want them to be at least progressive with the greg luganis commercial and be like and he'll like it too yeah. and that way it's fucking, yeah. and show some yeah. old horny dude who's and ready show for a, a diving board that's perfect that's perfect and like, like you- when they when they were throwing the football and i wanted to do this thing and then there was the other guy who had the elbow uh cast or whatever not an elbow mm-hmm. cast but it's like you know um highlight a, a brace would, yeah elbow brace yeah the football player who had the elbow brace he uh, does that all the time but i i thought like if somebody was just playing fo- like older football players were just playing i just wanted to play football in the backyard i i, I didn't uh i didn't care about having an erection oh. <laughs> can't we just be friends i just want to throw the ball around i just need an elbow brace Why the f- is Doug Flutie... my own wife or anybody why is doug flutie trying to get me hard again like what the f- Oh my god! I do boner pill ads on my podcast. Yeah. You I do? Li- I literally will do any. Well, product. no, but that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That means wait a second. Let's take two seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's plug your podcast because before we forget, because mm. it's really funny and it's a, a smart. Can I? I'm going to say it's a smart alternative to Joe Rogan. Can no. I say that? And nice it gets your dick and up. it's really funny. Yeah, and it will, you will get a hard on listening. Um, <laughs> it's called Fitz Dog Radio. We just did our thousandth episode this wow. year. Great for 14 years. No, every I remember single week. That's fantastic. You've had a every week. For 14 years. 14 That's years. way before people have podcasts. Yeah, well, you're ahead if I had curve. taken it seriously, it would be, you know, I see all the people I started with, like Marin and Rogan, mm-hmm. and like, they're huge. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, I would be writing on a TV show or sure. doing stand-up and raising kids, and I just never put the effort into it. But I always did it. I showed it, and I have great guests. I only mm-hmm. pick people to come on. I'd love to have you back on. You again. will. Obviously, mm-hmm. you, you, you'd you be welcome. Wait anytime. until but after the Batman game. But that's a huge, yeah. Greg, that's a huge success. That's really awesome. A thousand episodes. And I've been so mean to Greg. I teased Greg um, when I found out he had a nickname. Like, And I said, you can't have a nickname anymore, Fitz dog. <laughs> Fitz dog. Oh, You're too old to have a uh, nickname. I think it ruined the podcast. I think the name of the podcast is so not me. <laughs> no, no, they no. talk about being on brand. Like mm, my brand yeah, is over important. there and I'm over here. Like it was a joke in college. My sure. friends, we, we, the BU had like two fraternities and nobody cared about them. And so I and hated them. I hate, I tried to fight a whole fraternity one night. And uh, so they started making fun of me by calling me Fitz Dog, like yeah. I was a frat guy. Mm-hmm. And then it just stuck, and all my college friends called me Fitz Dog. I remember that in your 20s, dude. I was being mean to you about being yeah. called Fitz Dog. Yeah. So you're trying to reclaim but I'm probably the name, wrong. take ownership of it, so it's not a bully triggering it just thing was anymore. The lazy, easy way to name my podcast. Mm-hmm. But I like, like it. Too. I mean, in a way, I like it. I'm just teasing you because think about it, like Bobcat. And, yeah, and Barry true. was Bearcat. Yeah, Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. And Tom Kenny, who I love, is Tomcat. Uh-huh. I had no idea that that's, you know, it's something. And they're all from the same town, aren't they? Like I, in upstate yeah. New York? Yep, yep, yeah. The Catskills? No, like no Rockland or, oh, or Rochester? No. No, not Rockland's. Way no, upstate. No, no, you're right. It, it's like someplace that has a lot of apple orchards, and I can't think of it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But where'd, where'd you grow up? Jamestown, but I'm, I'm closest oh, yeah. to. I was pretty close to the the Peace Bridge. We're, we're pretty close to the Canadian border. Mm. Like, not as crappy as Tonawana, but it took us about an hour to get to <laughs> Buffalo. Let me ask you this. Are you in that, isn't there a comedy museum in that town now? There, there is. is. And I'm it? not. No! Can you imagine? I'm going to haunt you. Are you no, sure? what a f- 
fucking nightmare, though. Are you sure? You spend not? your life trying to get out of your hometown and be something, be a comic, and then there's a huge comedy museum in your hometown. Yeah. But that's that's the, a kick right in the I front. know. But that's the is. only. I don't need that. That really is the only thing. That, you might be because and they it's have, an amazing museum. I heard amazing. it's incredible. It's yeah. beautiful. I guess I could be in it. I yeah, could send they stuff have a and whole, be in it. It's $50,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much would I have to pay to be in the museum and the town there I grew up in? I yeah. feel like there's right. somewhere in there. There's Laura Kreitlinger. <laughs> oh, we there went, might I went Maybe you can give tours year. or something. Oh, I, We took the tour. They gave. Oh, tour. you went? I toured with Margaret Cho. And so she they gave her a private tour. So my dumbass was just there by luck. And so we got to see the... This was last year. It's a big George Carlin exhibit, right? They had just yeah. opened it. Oh, yeah. And so we got to see it before they let it out. And oh, it was like... Amazing. It didn't have his like... His list of dirty words are uh-huh. there, like everything. And Kelly, actually, we saw Kelly Carlin on that. Oh, show, yeah. No, is George is Carlin a big influence on you and your? Oh, book? without a doubt. Yeah, I would say Bob Newhart and George Carlin. Me too. Bob Newhart. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Do, what do you know? The this is my favorite George Carlin joke ever. It's not even a joke, but the balloon guy. He goes, "I'm a balloon guy." Sometimes I say, "Give me a balloon." <laughs> Sometimes I say, "Give me a balloon." And that's it. That's the <laughs> I whole thing. I remember that. I love that joke. <laughs> oh it kills shit. Me. Um, that reminds me of Doom. I did stand up one of the times, one of the many times, I'm going to say one of the three times I bombed really badly in Vegas was I opened for this guy who made balloon animals out of rubbers uh, mm-hmm. or condoms, as mm-hmm. the young kids might say. Mm-hmm. And his, his kids don't use condoms anymore. Okay. And, the, and his big finale was tying up a condom and, uh, and then he made it into a wiener dog. And there was no way I could follow that. No yeah, that's tough. That. That's I tough. I was like, I was five minutes in, and I was like, I wish I could give you all the money that you've lost to be here, because <laughs> I know that that this this whole f-ing show is a consolation prize, and I wish I could give you your retirement money back, because. <laughs> Wait a second, Greg. Now your dad. Now are you checking up on your heart and all that stuff? Because I know your dad. Didn't your dad have have a heart attack? Yeah, he died at fifty three, <gasps> and he was at Rayo's in New York, and uh-huh. he went face down on the table and just gone. And the, his parents died in their forties. Shit. So it's good we're recording this now. <laughs> no, but Greg. So do you check? Because my my dad had a a heart attack a heart attack at fifty eight. Just yeah. Well, my dad smoked three and a half packs a day. Wow. And he was an alcoholic and he didn't exercise and he was very stressed out. So I quit drinking. I quit smoking. I take a statin for my cholesterol. Mm-hmm. I work out like four days a week, five wow, days a week. That's great. Yeah. And the only thing is my stress. I think I'm still a stress case. And I think that that's ultimately the biggest factor. Well, you attacks. do so much at once. You're still you're much. a good dad. And um, you still try and impress your wife, and she goes along with it, and and <laughs> and your podcast, and you do stand up every night. Yeah, and I'm that, out on the road a lot. You do tons. You do yeah. you do way too much. Yeah, it's too much. I'm, I think I'm gonna maybe lose one of the podcasts. Oh, wait a minute. Three. I do three podcasts. Oh. Jesus Christ, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought there was just the Fitzdog. No, I do Sunday papers every Sunday with. Do you know Mike Gibbons, my buddy Mike Gibbons? I feel like I do. He's like, uh, he created Norm McDonald's last show mm-hmm. and Spade's last show. I do he know. Created I created Tosh.0. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and he's he's he runs the roasts now. Oh, shit, how yeah. cool. Okay. So he was my best friend from college. Oh, man. And we just kind of like went different paths and ended up like. Yeah. And, um, so and then what's the other one? Wait, you do three podcasts? Oh, so I do that one with him uh-huh. on Sundays. We go through this the Sunday paper and we do entertainment and business and sports and we oh, do that's jokes smart. from each one. Have you ever read the wedding announcements in the New York Times Sunday paper? No. Epic. Wild. It's all wasp, so pedigree. Right? It's all yeah, yeah, pedigree. Oh, you know where their parents yeah, right. work and got their money. Yeah. yeah. But their pages. One yeah. announcement is like a full page. It's yeah. Uh, it's wild. Yeah. Oh, I I'm thought sure they not... paid fifty grand for that. Oh no, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. a fight just to get it in. Yeah. Because it's all about timing. What yeah, do you I like went, about Sunday papers? What do I like about or, yeah, them? Yeah, is it just... I used to get the times every day, and mm-hmm. then I started to feel I, I guilty. Online, yeah. I started to feel guilty because all the papers would pile up, and I wasn't reading Wednesday and Thursday. And so now I I just went with 
Sunday. Mm-hmm. I just get the Sunday. It's paper. a smart way to be political, actually. Mm-hmm. To kind That's of keep need. on what yeah, they sum it up. The Sunday yeah. paper sums up the week. That's mm-hmm. what I like about it. It's yeah. like you know the op-ed page covers the big issues you need to know. And it tells you as a liberal how to think about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I just, and I, and I liked the comics when I was a little mm-hmm. kid. I would mm-hmm. always, that was the first thing that got me to read. Mm-hmm. It got me into comedy. Uh, I love the comics. I'm still waiting for Family Circus to be funny. That's, we do, every week we do Family Circus. You gotta be kidding yeah, me. And I'm just, sorry, I didn't know that. We just rant about how much we hate Family Circus. Oh, that's mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. My grandmother okay. had Family Circus clippings on her and really and i remember trying to search each one for something funny and you'd never the find craziest it. thing is bill keen is the guy that writes it <laughs> his father created it his oh, father shit. did it for 40 years oh, and then God. this asshole took it over <laughs> and we just it. joke about what his day must be like mm. it's all he has to do once a week is come up with one frame yeah and it's so fucking bad we just go like he's playing golf every day <laughs> can somebody do this yeah his he's... kid his dog's doing it <laughs> wait a second so what's the third podcast uh, childish, which I do with the woman named Allison Rosen, mm-hmm. and she's got babies, and I've got grown kids, so it's about me trying to teach her how to parent, and she's not really buying it. Oh, that's great! That's a yeah. good idea. So we do that, and uh, that one's easy. We just we just sit down. So do you have a shit. studio that you go to, or you just do it at your house? Or I house? had a studio for fifteen years in Santa Monica, and now they're tearing it down to build pickle pickleball courts. Oh. What the f- Wow. Is it as if like I didn't hate pickleball enough already. Why is it so popular? That's not even gentrification. That's white breadification. I can't even think of what yeah. it is. It's like blandification. It's yeah. blandification. It's blandification. Yeah. Um, so I have this studio now um, in Beverlywood. Yeah, that's the neighborhood. Oh, nice. But it's not like an office. The other place was like an office with the studio. Mm-hmm. And so I could get out of my house every day and go there. And it was mm-hmm. a place... And it was great because my life was compartmentalized. I would go to the office, open my computer, work, mm-hmm. you know, masturbate. <laughs> sure. And then leave. And then when I got home, like, it was, I'm present. I'm here. I'm not thinking about work, you know? That's so nice. And now that I don't have the office, I'm because the other place is just a studio. It's not really a place to hang out. Mm-hmm. It's been since Thanksgiving, and I'm really stressed out. Yeah. My life is in turmoil. I know. Well, look at this. I'm driving Garrett nuts because we're doing this. We've been doing this for about a year, and I've been I've been torturing Garrett because we just started taping, and he's kind of a perfectionist. What do you mean you started taping? We've been video. We've been audio, but we this is the first time we've been oh, videoing. For oh, free. really? Yeah. And yeah. Garrett is a you know professional cinematographer yeah. and editor, and so like. I've been driving him nuts because he's like trying to light it so you can't see my roots and doing other things. And, <laughs> and poor Daniel, I'm, I'm pushing Daniel around. I feel like I'm stressed out for Garrett, but I'm making it worse for him. No. Yeah. I think, is it a male thing? And I relate to this as a semi-male. Uh, is that like alone time for, I don't know if it's the yeah. same for but like if you don't give a, a man like alone time, then that's when I get cagey and weird. It's like, I think so. I uh, think women are able, I think they're biologically built to raise a child, cook, mm-hmm. keep an eye on a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like if you go back to like caveman days yeah. mm-hmm. and men are like single focus, like go kill Eat a lot, mm-hmm. pass out alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I like your I like your 1950s Bill Burr take on that. <laughs> Halfway through it, I was like, well, "I'm saying yeah. this for a long time." I love you to pieces, and we are going to get a vasectomy. Yeah. I, I, well, I'll talk to you about. It, but um, God damn me, all right. I love you, Greg. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, wh- where do people go to watch you, to see your you're funny gonna stuff? You're going to go to com is the website. Uh-huh. And then I got some dates coming up in uh, La Jolla. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got March 16th is my St. Patrick's Day show. Do you want to do that you this year? You know I fucking do. You've done it before. Have I? You did my St. Patrick's Day show once before. Is it a stand-up show or is it your podcast? It's a stand-up show. I would love to. Where do yeah. you do it? At the Improv. I desperately want to. Okay. Great. And then uh, I'll be in Portland. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All the dates are at fitzdog.com. Okay, so people can go to fitzdog.com okay, yeah. and see you. Okay, great. And 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 your um, hilarious podcast also, people can. Yeah. You like the road and touring? I always say, and I think other people have said it before me, is that I do stand-up for free, but they pay me to travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh. I love performing. Mm-hmm. I really love the yeah. shows. And yeah. I like the channel. I just taped a new special. Oh, you did? Great. Yeah. yeah. Where? Uh, at Joe Rogan's Club in Austin, Texas. At the, the Mothership? Mothership. Yeah. How was that? It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, the- So where does it air? We don't know because Netflix doesn't pay you up front. 
Oh. You got to go, you got to spend your own money, shoot it, which costs a shitload of money because it's got to be 4K. It's got to be six cameras. You got to have lighting packages. And oh, shit. so I spent all this money and then I'm editing it now and then we'll show it to them and then they'll decide whether or not. It goes to YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. I, I love like, that it's called the Mothership. Is that a nod to P Funk? Comedy Mothership. I guess that's so. who just made my his, funk. Wait, with P-Funk. he just got his star on the Hall of Fame. Oh, you're kidding, George me. Clinton? Like a couple days pay. ago. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, he I'm shouldn't sure he have to. Yeah, but his was amazing. I drove past the ceremony and I watched oh, it live. Wow. It was great. And the, yeah, he had like a really. His was like special. I, the people were there like for love. Yeah, I thought it was great. Oh, that's amazing. I saw them live with mm-hmm. the. And UFO. And oh, yeah, yeah. I saw them live. It's the Shit. best live show I've ever been to in my life. It's the wow. longest live yeah, show I've ever yeah, been to. Yeah. But I the best part it. is the band is playing I see that. for like an hour. And then George Clinton makes his entrance. Yeah. It's the Shit. most fabulous thing. Because yeah. I love that. You're, you forget he's not on stage. There's so much happening. And so by the time, the party is well underway. Yeah. Bootsy yeah. Collins is up there. All oh of my that. God. Yeah. Ama- and then he had these backup singers, these witchy women. Yeah. They had a fan on them. So they're very Endora. Like uh, everything's blowing. It's a great oh, fucking Oh, God yeah. damn it. It's a whole pimp thing. Yeah. But I it was. Love- <laughs> it was ep- well, Pimp <laughs> Alien is yeah. like my favorite. That yeah. shit was it, so good. Uh, <laughs> but no, he. He just got his, and I. I oh, thought I'm it was so glad. Special. Yeah. I'm oh, gonna shit. make a hall of. I'm gonna put stars in front of my house, but just for the family members. Do that. <laughs> yeah, the and then they don't have to charge. I mean, they don't. You don't have. To, or well, would you charge them? No, I'm trying to make money. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, well, have you seen the ones in Palm Springs? They have stars. Oh, they do. And like you walk, and it's like a bit of a reach, a bit of a reach. Who cares? And then all of a sudden, you'd be like, "Oh my God, Judy Tenuta!" Like, and then it's uh, like, "Oh, this is legitimate!" Like, uh, oh my God. You want to see something crazy? What? Is it the what? You're talking about right. Judy? We have to oh, go no, see it's, Judy. It's Judy adjacent. Well, this I think you might laugh about. I was t- I was on Hollywood Boulevard. I'd met Louis. We were talking about... I wrote a horror film that he might want to direct. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. We're talking, talking, talking. I look down and there's Jack Black. No. You know, a date uh-huh. for eight years. And I was like, uh-huh. yeah. And anyway, and I said, yeah, and this has... So, oh, my God. That is How, how many people have their ex-boyfriends like on the, on the ground, you know, on a star? So I get this email yesterday. I've met this guy once 10 years ago, and I get this email yesterday. <gasps> I... Oh, jeez. Isn't that fantastic? I opened So it's Hemo Phillips. Could uh, you phone me some evening? That's my favorite part. Oh, I love like it. he's still sleeping all day. He's that. He's that yeah, guy. Yeah, and plus evening. He did, that sounds like the way he talks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Could yeah, you phone yeah. me some evening? I <laughs> opened for him, which was a huge pleasure because I actually knew who he was, and I loved emo. Could not be a nicer human being. He two things he said. He he never mentioned me at all until the last show, the last night. He goes, "Give it, give it up for your host." And then he's like, <laughs> he said, "What if Daniel wasn't gay? Was, <laughs> that would have been the most offensive act in comedy history." <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh my god, that's so brilliant! Uh, he gave me. I was trying to ask him for an autograph because I'm that yeah lame. And somehow, in emo world, the conversation de- deviated to his wife wrote for Star Trek at the time, and uh, he wrote down her episode number and where I could find it. And I don't. It doesn't say emo Phillips anywhere on that oh, index card, but it says Star amazing. Trek in some jagged handwriting, like episode season this, episode that, and yeah. that is my emo souvenir, wow. which I love. Yeah, because um, he wrote Star Trek on it, and it's real. And so I want to get that tattooed on me somewhere. Yeah, I love emo. He's one of the best joke writers in history. Yeah, and and a super sweet guy. Mm. Greg, we love you to pieces. I'm going to see you more you often. I hope and we went to Australia together. Oh what? my god. Yeah. God, I doubt that's where God, you know what? I've mentioned this because that was one of the first times I really died in a foreign country because. I had. I know. I always make a joke that my jokes went down the toilet, but in the opposite direction <laughs> that normally do. <laughs> That's right. I remember, like, I was sick for most of it, but also that I opened with, "Well, I'm really nervous about tonight because I'll I'll be bombing for two. I just found out I got pregnant, you know." And then everybody applauded, and I said, "Please hold your applause. I don't know if I'm going to keep it." Yeah. And then the longest silence in history. And remember, we were in like a theater in the round. Yeah. Like, there are people all around. And I was like. And just the silence. I was like, what the fuck? How do I get out of here now? No, we tanked. That was tough. But Melbourne. Yeah, everybody did. It was Melbourne. That was such a hard crowd. It was a hard crowd. I think they only liked the host, whoever the host was. You know what it was? Mm. Is there was British comics, and they were such cunts to us. Yeah. Mm. They were so cold. They didn't talk to us. Mm -hmm. That's right. It was so weird, because Mm. like- 
you know, in this country, they're really like, you know, people might talk shit, whatever, but like, there's a sense of community mm-hmm. on, among yeah, comedians. Yeah, well, at least they'd be we, nice. Yeah, we, they were they were just rude to us. That's yeah. true. We were like shut out yeah. instantly. That was yeah. right. I remember that. It was me, you, and who was the other guy? Warren Hutcherson. Oh, Warren Hutcherson. <laughs> I do too. God damn it. And my there's wife some... was there, and my son was like. Two. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. The family. Took yeah. The family. I think wow. they flew as business class, right? Whoa. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But it was so funny. On the way back, I was sick, and I know, I no, I remember because I I got sick and I was trying to get into the first class bathroom because all our bad. I don't think we were. No, oh, it was we Comedy Central, coach. so oh, we were definitely yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so <laughs> and it was a world tour, but it was only L.A. and Melbourne, but that yeah. was the world <laughs> at, with that budget. So then I re- I remember getting sick, and I said to the the stewardess, you know. I, both of these, the, the bathrooms and coach are full and I'm, I'm really, I, I think I'm going to be sick. And she kept saying, no, no, I'm sorry. You have to wait. You have to wait. <laughs> and then finally, I kind of tried to get to the bathroom without her and she tried to stop me and I threw up on the door. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love you to pieces. You've got a show to do. Okay, yeah, Greg. Thank you so much. Right, I love you. I'm so glad to see you. We're going to, now you're going to have to see us more Can often. we hang out? Yes, yes. I would love that. All right. I would love We're to not hang right out. Now. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, let's all get together and have dinner sometime. Yeah. I want to take yeah, for ice cream. And debate, God. Okay. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. All yay, right. Yay, thank, thank you so much, you. Guys.